Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we're going to look at Thursday in the timeline of Passion Week. I am your host, John Westfall. Thank you so much for joining me today and continuing to listen and understand what's going on in this week. And I do pray that it benefits you and it has been helpful as we uh, continue on and we're almost at the end of the week. My prayer is that somehow, some way, this has helped you to better your life, to change your life, or to help someone else with theirs. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we will get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Father, thank you for all these events that we get to look at so we truly understand what our Savior has gone through. And Father, may we look at ourselves as we see what goes on in this time and we make the proper adjustments, Father, to bring you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we are in Matthew 26, 17. That's where we're going to start. And on Thursday is Passover. So they're going to have the feast on uh, uh, here getting ready for it. So we look in verse 17. It says, Now on the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying to him, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and they prepared the Passover. Starting in verse 20, evening comes and they're sitting down at the table. Now I will say this, this brings a whole new meaning to having discussion at the table. Verse 20, when evening had come, he sat down with the 12. Now, as they were eating, he said, assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. And each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, he who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The son of man indeed goes just as it is written to him. But woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. That's a heavy price to pay for betrayal. Verse 25, then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? This should have been the clue for everyone in the room. Rabbi, is it I? Teacher, is it I? Not Lord, as he or all the rest of the disciples knew him as and referenced him as, but Rabbi, Jesus says to him, you have said it. Yes, sir, it is you. Remember Wednesday, just the day before, Judas had already sold him for 30 pieces of silver. And then he has the audacity to sit at the table and say, Rabbi, is it I? Has he not been around to watch Jesus read people's minds and answer their questions before they ever ask it? Has he not been there and witnessed the deaf regaining their uh, hearing, the blind regaining their eyesight, and the sick becoming well, and the lepers becoming clean, and the dead coming back to life? Where was Judas when all this was going on that he has to ask such a silly question, is it I? Verse 26, they go on, and this is where the Lord institutes the Lord's Supper. And as they were eating... 
Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And so Jesus establishes the Lord's Supper here on this Passover on Thursday. Verse 30. Now, when we get to verse 30 or 31, this is where Jesus predicts Peter denying Christ as Savior, denying that he knows him. Verse 30. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives, and Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. And, of course, we know that he does because he meets Peter on the shore of Galilee. Remember, he prepares breakfast, calls them all in. Verse 33, Peter answered and said to him, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Oh, you got to love Peter, right? Uh, he's a little slow, but I do give him credit. He gets it. So verse 34, Jesus says to Peter, Assuredly, I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So we're still in Thursday because it's this night. Friday hasn't come yet. Then in 35, Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. So Peter's pretty emphatic and I appreciate his zeal. I really do. Unfortunately, he didn't hang in there and some of you are not going to hang in there. And I, I pray that I'm not one. I, I pray that I'm, that I'm in there till the end, till the rapture, till death do us part, right? It's really tough, though. I, I'm not saying it's tough to hang in there till death. What I'm saying is if you're not rooted in the Word of God, you're not rooted in prayer, you're not rooted into the things of God, then the things of the world will grab hold of you, and you'll be like Judas You'll sell out for 30 pieces of silver, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but you'll sell out. You have got to be grounded. I see Peter here who's like, I'll never deny you. And then he turns around and does the very opposite. Verse 36, and so what we see in 36 through 46 is where Jesus goes into the garden of Gethsemane and he prays. And if you remember, he prays three times if this cup could pass from me. And we know it's nighttime because he goes back to the disciples and he's like, Hey, can't you stay up with me one hour? And then he goes back and he prays again. And so we see that that goes through verse 46. Then when we get to verse 47, we see the betrayal and the arrest. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the 12, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priest and elders of the people. Oh, man. You know, you almost feel bad for Judas, but you don't feel bad for Judas. 
Verse 48, now his betrayer had given them a sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one sees him. Immediately, he went up to Jesus and said, greetings, rabbi. Remember, teacher, not Lord, but rabbi or teacher, and he kissed him. But Jesus said to him, friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Verse 51, and suddenly one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. So again, we're still in Thursday night, Passover. This is when the soldier gets his ear cut off. But Jesus says to him, put your sword in its place. And, you know, Jesus isn't excited. I mean, I can see him just being so mellow and so calm, puts his hand on Peter's shoulder or maybe on his hand, top of his hand where the sword is. And he's like, man, put that thing away. Meanwhile, the soldier that got his ear cut off is his ears on the ground. You can imagine he's in shock right now. Jesus is ever so calm. Verse 52, but Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? Verse 54, how then could the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? In that hour, Jesus said to the multitudes, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple and you did not seize me, but all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. So, that takes us down to verse 57 where Jesus goes and he faces the Sanhedrin. They take him into the courtyard. They, uh, Peter follows him. Look here in verse 58. But Peter followed him at a distance to the high priest's courtyard and he went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Here Peter is. He's like, oh, I got to find out what's going on, right? Curiosity killed the cat. So he goes in because he's got to witness this. And I'm just wondering what's going through his mind at this moment. Obviously, he's not sold out. Well, he did sell out. Yeah. Okay, here we go. And so Jesus is questioned uh, by the high priest. As the high priest asked questions, uh, Jesus keeps silent, verse 63. But Jesus kept silent, and the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the son of God. It's I put you under oath by the living God. Now, I'm not living like I should for the living God, but I put you under that oath. 64, Jesus said to him, it is as you said. Yeah, I am. I am the Christ, the son of God. Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter, you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes saying, he has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have of witnesses? Look now, you have heard his blasphemy. And so literally the priest tears off his own clothes and starts yelling that Jesus is talking blasphemous. So in 66, the question is, what do you think? And they answered and said, he is deserving of death. 
Then they spat in his face and beat him, and others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who struck you? You can see the tensions are mounting. It's late in the night. I'm sure people are tired. I'm sure emotions are easily ignited at this point. And in 69, we're going to see that it was no different for Peter. Now, Peter sat outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again, he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. Denied it with an oath. Again, I can imagine tensions are high. He's seeing Jesus getting beaten. He's probably scared, doesn't want to get beat himself. Verse 73, and a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, surely you also are one of them for your speech betrays you. Listen, the, the very dialect that you're speaking in, we know that you're from Galilee. You're from Nazareth. You're with Jesus. You, you're part of this. 74, then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, who had said to him, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. I know... As a Christian, we would say, I would never sell out Jesus. I would never do that. And I pray you're right. But one thing that I do know, when emotions are high and we're tired and it's late in the night and sin is just working on you, is your prayer life right and your walk with Jesus right and your knowledge of the Bible right? Is your heart right? Is everything about you right? Because if it is, then you are right. You'll not, you'll not betray Jesus. You'll not deny him. But if you're not right with God and your understanding of scripture is not up to par where it needs to be and your prayer life is not existent, do not be shocked if you act like Peter. Hey guys, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless.